Hello, everyone, and welcome to Edge Talk Radio. This is Angela Zabel, that's me, and I am here today with J.D. Radowin, and we are going to be talking about the spiritual awakening through addiction with the psychic and author, J.D. Radowin, and he is from Wisconsin. So I am excited to get into this one, but first, a little bit about me. So who am I? I am Angela Zabel. I have been connected to spirit, working with the team and the non-physical my entire life sharing messages from a multitude of realms with people. I'm a teacher, coach, medium, radio show host, writer, retreat host, gallery reader, and doing speaking engagements throughout, offering guidance, mediumship, intuition, and online private and group sessions, classes, and just started out the Amplified Universe monthly membership. If you're looking for a group to connect with, those that are here for you, like-minded individuals questioning the world, check out my website to get out more information on the Amplified Universe membership. We are here sharing knowledge with others, working with people throughout the world. And my website is angelazable.com, and you can find me on pretty much all the social media aspects out there. And then today we are here with Edge Magazine, Edge Talk Radio. Edge Magazine is the leading events and media resource dedicated to all aspects of holistic living, health, wellness, and the mysteries beyond. Sharing information, wisdom, resources, committed to promoting businesses, organizations, and individuals who support our collective journey to wholeness and balance. You can check out more on the Edge Magazine at edgemagazine.net. And today we're here with Jason, or with, he was going with, sorry about that. I have somebody else I was working with earlier. <laughs> I am working with J.D. Radowin, and he was born in rural Wisconsin. In 2017, he experienced a spiritual awakening that changed the trajectory of his life. Since going through this transformation, his mission became clear, and he began to spread his life's experiences. He now coaches people through the awakening process. J.D. Radwin is a psychic, energy worker, spiritual coach, and author who has touched the lives of many. You can check out more about J.D. at aligned-alchemy.square.site. And all of this information will all be also be in links below. And you can email him at kelly-sparta-enterprises.ck. And there's also, he also does energy scans, and that is also at the kellysparta.com. You can check out his energy, it's energy-scan-spiritual-diagnostic. And he also has this Facebook profile, and also the Aligned Alchemy and is also on Facebook. So make sure to check those out, and again, the links will be down below. So... JD, I am so happy to have you here. And I'm just wondering, what started you on this path of where you're at now? Well, I suppose the 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 answer is my mother, right? She uh, she brought me into this world, and you know, I I you know, I there's a, a funny story. You know, she uh she said I turned around and tried to go back in, and I don't knowing what this life path was going to be like through some of it. I don't, I don't blame little me, right. That inner, that inner child, that really inner child. Um, so, um, you know, what started me on this path? You know, I grew up, I grew up, uh, you know, in a predominantly Lutheran family, you know, I went to church, non-denominational as a, as a youth. Um, 
And, and you know, it was, it was, it was troubling for me, you know, like um, being super sensitive to energy at a young age, you know, like I just felt conflicting energies when I sat in, in these types of rooms. So, and I had questions, right? Like I always had questions from a young age, you know, and I was taught in those places that you're not really supposed to question things. So um, for a long time, I really did zero work on my spirit. I'm, I'm, you know, from like the age of 13 to, to the, when the awakening started in 2017, I really did not do any, any work on my spirit. Um, you know, but after, after years of addiction and alcohol abuse, I was, you know, I, I, I don't recommend this path to anybody, but I, I triggered a spiritual awakening and, um, you know, I was unprepared for it. You know, like I started hearing the voices, I started seeing all these, you know, synchronicities in the world. And I started seeing, you know, like most people talk about their spiritual awakening process and experiencing, experiencing oneness and connection with the divine and being able to talk with God. I will tell you that was not my process at all. You know, like I saw, I saw demons. I saw, you know, like a lot of, there was just so much fear running through me. My fear was another thing that really started triggering that awakening process. And so, um, you know, through 2017 and it was, you know, just really a long dark night of the soul. You know, I was getting all the messages that all I had to do was surrender, right? Like I didn't understand that at the time, right? But surrender is such a huge part of this process. All I had to do was surrender my addictions. And I just, uh, you know, the old, you know, masculine warrior past life stuff. I just, uh, I could not, I could not give it up. Um, you know, and I, I, I witnessed things that I had done. I had done zero inner work in my life. So I was not prepared to deal with all these things. I just, I didn't know what to do. I had no protections. I didn't, I didn't understand. Um, so I, I ended up going to prison in 2018 for two years and God kind of put me on a timeout source. He's like, okay, you know, like we're going to give you some time to, you know, reflect upon life. And, you know, I, I, it was there that my aunt wrote me a letter and, uh, you know, in that letter, she, we, we had been back and forth throughout, throughout my stay about, uh, my spiritual beliefs, you know, they, they were changing, you know, like I was changing. I, I, I know there was something greater beyond me at this point. I just didn't know what it was or, you know, like how to get past the indoctrinations and belief structures of everybody else and tune into my own authentic truth and how that works in this wide world of knowledge and beliefs. So, you know, it was three simple words. She said, she said, God is love. And I was like, oh, you know, like that's, that's a God I can get behind. Um, so, you know, that that's where my awakening process started. Um, you know, after that, I started doing research and, you know, mythology and a multitude of different religions. Um, I consider myself a, a Christian omnist at this point. I, I believe there's truth in all of it. And my, my mission is to kind of bring people together, right? Like, I don't, you know, I don't understand what we're fighting about. It seems like you know, we all agree that faith and love are good things. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to do is bridge that gap. Um, I, I just recently wrote a class. Um, the angels helped me download. Um, you know how it is. You know, they're like, write this, you know, go on vacation. They're like, write this class. I'm like, but, you know, you guys just sent me on vacation because you said I was burned out. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And they're like, write the class. Uh, so I sat with my, uh, my beautiful fiance and we sat down and it's, it's uh, called Bridging the Gap, Intro to Angelic and Energetic Work. And it's all about kind of bridging 
you know, Western and Eastern philosophy. It's not that angels are strictly a Western philosophy or, you know, but it's, it's kind of more in the culture here, you know, in the Christian community. So I'm trying to think, find the things that, you know, connect us all and, and build from that. So um, that was a little bit about my awakening process. You know, I, I love the fact for you, you did take a different path than, than is what I'm going to say what's portrayed, but just because of what's portrayed in the public isn't necessarily the path everyone takes. That's just the path that's talked about. And I love the fact that your path is probably lining up with a lot more people than you think where they're taking a path that way, where maybe their first awakening is with with demons and with fear and knowing that everyone's path is going to be different to embrace however it is that it starts with you. That's something that's so important. And I think a lot of people really come down on themselves because, well, I didn't have the path where, you know, I was enjoying this this beautiful, you know, beautiful beings and everything going on right away. And it's like, but that's not everyone's path. And I, I'm really excited to to talk with you today for people to realize that everyone's path is different and it should be embraced no matter what it is. And that if you've had this path, there's other people that have had similar aspects with it. So I think it's, it's really good for people to realize in the fear and and talking about when you had talked about the God that your aunt had said, God is love. This God is love. That's something I've talked to other people too, where they talked about, you know, God, I can't get behind the God that's been portrayed to me. And I said, well, then don't, don't get behind that God. <laughs> and I love <laughs> I think for you to let people know when you first started awakening and, you know, you had that time to really reflect, were you going through, was there a lot of fear? Was there, when, at what point did you go from say the demons and the fear aspect to then connecting with the angel, how the angels, how did that transition happen? Well, uh, so I, I was released from prison in 2020, and I'd, I'd love to tell the the hero's journey story that I had learned all my lessons and I didn't go right back to doing all the same things I was doing before, but that wouldn't be authentic, nor would it be true. Uh, so within three days from being released, I, I relapsed and I continued, you know, heavily using again for about another six months. Um, so I want in, in June of 2020, I, I was, I was done. I, you know, like I just couldn't, uh, you know, my mind was just tattered from these deep dark nights of the soul. And, you know, if you know anything about this path, you know, I, I, I don't speak from opinion a lot, but uh, one truth I will state in, in, in my life is that when I don't heed to the lessons, the lessons get worse. So, um, you know, by, by not surrendering, you know, these dark nights of the soul got, got worse and the demonic presence is worse and worse and worse. Um, but it was, it was during this time that the Archangel Michael started coming through. And then I started seeing the, the symbolism of Archangel Metatron. I started seeing sacred geometry signs, Arcan you know, Metatron's cube. And I, I started with Michael and working with protection and then, you know, from there, I, I moved into working with the Archangel Raphael, who, you know, as a as a man who's stepping into the healing path, Archangel 
Raphael has just um, been monumental in my my inner self growth, um, the healing of my mind, releasing of traumas, and being able to be a conduit for his energy through through my works. Um, so it, it started with those three, um, and from there, you know, I started I started studying the energy centers more. And then realizing that there's a correlation to be made, how, you know, like I, I believe there's more than seven archangels, right? But I, I use the seven traditional archangels to work with the corresponding chakras. Um, and that's what we do in the, the course me and Cassie created is, um, you know, I, I use each of them because, you know, like we've, as far as angel work, it's interesting because they, there's, they don't really, they talk about them, right? But they don't really tell you how to work with them, right? Or that each of them kind of have a specific energy and can help you with specific things. So, and, and that the fact that we have to call upon them constantly, right? It's not like, like you know, it's a, you know, for me, it's a daily routine. I wake up every morning and I, I, I speak with them. I spoke with them before I came on this call to let myself be a channel of light and that the, that the messages come through that people need to hear today. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was about June in 2020 though, when my, my angel work started. Um, yeah. So you just, so they, so I have a team I work with on the other side, so they're going to kind of interject some different things along the way, but they want me to back up a little bit with you to the point of, when you talked about when you first started recognizing the angels were there and then you said, you know, you don't always know who's there right away. How, how did that transition of you recognizing like this is an angel, not a demon? How did you recognize that it was also a specific angel? How did the, you said sometimes they don't, you don't know right away. How did you go through that part of the awakening of understanding the angels? So, so for me, I spent, um, you know, in some of my, my tougher weeks, there, there were weeks I spent 60 to 90 hours in meditation, um, wow. you know, predominantly guided meditations, working with a specific angel, um, using frequency music. Uh, so, so what would happen is I would start to see, you know, silhouettes, you know, like as I was in meditation, I was usually either blindfolded or, you know, just eyes closed. So I would start to see like energetic silhouettes and then, you know, as I progress, there's times when I'm just overwhelmed by the color, right? Like the color of that angel's energy or how I perceive that energy to look. And, you know, it's just the feeling, right? Like there's this feeling. Um, a lot of people talk about a warm touch with the angels. I feel a coldness, uh, a cold rush kind of. Um, and, you know, it's... Uh, you know, those are those are the ways I, I've noticed the the connection with them. But it's it's so much deeper, right? Like they show up in the funniest ways in the world. You know, like so after I went all through all these dark nights of the soul with the other team, I started equally freaking out when the angels started coming by, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, like I felt like a Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. Like I'm seeing all these things, these numbers. You know, I think the whole world is after me now, even though I'm working with the angels, right? So I start connecting all these dots again like a madman, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, instead of just allowing, you know, what 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 to be and just to appreciate that they're showing me that they're here. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, well, for me, it was a lot of meditation and getting into a, a place of gratitude. Um, you know, I can I can I feel this intense overwhelming it's like a mix of joy and sorrow at times it's, it's hard to explain um the emotion i get when when i'm connecting that way i i'm i'm really 
I just keep hearing from the other side, they're so happy you're here to explain that there's always a lot of differences on how people connect and how it's done and what works best for others and to not judge themselves compared to others. And I love the fact too, where you were saying when once everything kind of started, you started connecting with them and then everything's coming together and there's like everything, it's almost like you're overwhelmed with information coming through. And that does happen a lot of times for people is there's just once you start opening up so much information starts coming through it does get a little overwhelming at times and to take time to just sit with it and to go back with it and I I love when you talked about because a lot of people talk about when you're you know that you talk with the angels you're just always joyful and happy but you're also talked about feeling sometimes the sorrow and to be open to it's going to be different for everyone and you're going to you're going to tap into all those different aspects of the angels they're not one or the other they're not just as has been portrayed so much with media and you know everything out there there's so much more if you're willing to look and you talked about being funny too what have you experienced with uh different funny aspects with them or something that was kind of humorous to you? You know, so uh, I have a unique relationship with the angels. I'm sarcastic. I'm working on that uh, in my coaching practices, but it is part of my authentic truth. Um, I, I went to a medium reading last October um, in 2022 and she's like, you know, she was talking about Metatron was there. And she's like, I, I have to say, I've never seen this before. But he's like being super sarcastic. Uh, and that's because that's how I've communicated. I was up until recently. Like, I re I've really been, it's really something on the, you know, we were talking before about identity shifts. It's one of the identity shifts I'm making. Um, but, you know, like, it, it, you, you hit it right on the head. And this is, you know, like in the, the coach I teach or the, the class I teach, you know, welcome to the woo. You know, we, we don't do the work for you, right? Like spirituality is just as, you know, guilty of creating indoctrination as a lot of the organized religion has. Like, this is the way to do it. It, you know, your connection to spirit is yours and yours alone. The way you see it, the way you perceive it, the way you do it should be yours. And that's why I'm very limited on how I, I teach people, right? I teach people, I, you know, I give them prompts and then you go from there. Because your connection should be yours, and I don't want people to give their power over to me, and I don't want to. I don't want them to farm out their thinking to me. You know, like you know, people have that tendency to do that. So, yeah, um, yeah but the uh, the process is different for everybody. You know, the awakening process. I've not met two people that you know have the have the same you know same experience. So. It's uh, we I think there's equal parts. I just heard this a, a couple of days ago from somebody I was doing a reading on and they said that there's so much power. You know, I talked about unconditional love and that being like one of the highest forms of, you know, magic or energy that we can tap into. But in addition to that is authenticity. And when you think about it, authenticity and unconditional love really go hand in hand, because if we love ourselves enough to be our authentic selves, then, you know, they, they really do tie in together. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you talked about when, when the, the other woman had had, or whoever it was, what had gotten through and said that it was 
Metatron was sarcastic and that you're sarcastic. And for me, I think it's awesome because a lot of times we tried to shift who we are as we work with those on the other side. Instead of embracing who we are, if we're sarcastic, that's okay. And I've I've discovered that they have they have a pretty good sarcastic sense of humor over there. They have they they have a great sense of humor. So really to be yourself and to be comfortable with who you are, it'll be fine because there's so many on the other side that also have sometimes that sarcastic aspect and that so much humor from the other side and to be able to step into who we are, who we want to be. And, and I love how you talked about everybody does it different. Everybody's journey is different and how you need to embrace the differences. Is that something you, uh, they want to go back to something you said, how you also talked about the, um, sometimes things in the metaphysical are done on a specific way almost like the same almost like a religious aspect with the indoctrination brought over it needs to be done a certain way and I keep hearing from them that they are excited that because you're different because you had a different path you're going to reach people who are also having a different path and to embrace that part of it is and yeah that's also something that you're teaching people is to embrace their other path. When you're teaching people, are you teaching certain ways and then also have, having them move on to ways that work for them? Or are, and so are some of these people coming in with ways that are working for them and you're helping to expand those ways? So I'm a, I'm a coach, you know, like I, I started working with a shaman after my awakening, which is an amazing story in itself. <laughs> um, oh. You know, I, I had, uh, I, shamanism started coming up after I started working with the angels and I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> you know, like, why, why are you guys feeding me this? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Um, like you guys are really overloading me because I just didn't believe in anything a couple of weeks ago and know all this. And so I, I had the, you know, one day I was just on my, my phone I was doing some research and bam, up, up pops, you know, my, my teacher, uh, you know, was Kelly Sparta and her, her podcast. And, you know, I, I called her, you know, at the end she talked about her program and I, I was like, I have to do this. So I called her and she said, no, you know, she's like, you cannot be in my program right now. You're not energetically safe. And I was still, you know, on, on the, on the tail end of addiction, right? Like I was still, you know, relapsing, you know, I was starting to put together about, it was in, in regards to moon cycles. And I was just, uh, you know, she, she creates these energetic containers, right? So safety is of the utmost importance when we're creating these tribes, this tribe-like format. So she gave me some homework to do. And I, I came back five months later and I, I stepped into that program. And so the, the way we teach, um, the way that she created this program is, you know, it's, it's about the inner work and the ethics of energetic work first, right? Like we, we, you know, everybody's path is different. Um, but, you know, regardless of that path, I do believe that, you know, getting to know yourself the best you can is of the utmost importance, right? So we start, we start digging deep, um, 
you know, not not as deep as we go in the in the later programs. You know, we have a few programs, but uh, the first one, welcome to the woo, dropping the veil of fear, because that's what we're doing. You know, we, you know, we work with empaths that have, you know, they've been sensitive to their energy their whole life. So we we get in and figure out what was their path to this, and realizing that empath natural psychics. You know, when you think about it, the the ability to feel other people's emotions it's a very metaphysical gift right but it's also super overwhelming right when you don't know how to manage it so you know we spend the first part of the course you know learning to master our energy how to pull it in work with protections um so that's you know and then we're doing the inner work as we do that and it's it's important um they, they really go hand in hand you know it's a it's a four-month class and it's, you know, five years of inner work and two years of energetic training. And it's a it's a it's a program, um, but it's, you know, it's extremely beneficial. But a lot of yeah, we get people from all over the world that come into this program. Um, it's a pretty, pretty phenomenal, pretty phenomenal syllabus put together for this. So as you work through that program and I, and with it being a longer program like that, I'm assuming it's still going ongoing, correct? <laughs> I guess you saw the, the program has rolling enrollment. People come in anytime they want, you know, and we, you know, we build tribes of people. So, you know, the, the program is all about, you know, learning how to protect ourselves, our spaces, uh, you know, energetically, as well as starting to set boundaries physically, you know, like, you know, by banishing worry, fear, dread, anxiety, shame, guilt, you know, all these things that suck our life force from us, right? And, you know, controlling the mind and understanding the energetic at the same time, beginning to to grasp that and realize how much they go hand in hand. Um, so, yeah, so the, the, the first program is, that's what that's all about. Um, I'm still in the programs. There's, there's higher programs too, you know, I'm currently in the, the next level program and also in a couple other programs because I'm a spiritual masochist now. <laughs> I, love, I love this stuff. There's nothing else I, I can imagine doing with my life. You know, once once it turned on for me, I just want to learn, you know, and, um, you know, it, it, you know, when we jump on this awakening path, you know, some of, you know, we start seeing the magic in the world and that's what we want to learn. And I got to say that I was the same way. But until you learn to master your energy and your mind, or at least work towards getting it under control more, because I mean, like mastering the mind, I, I don't know, I'm no guru yet, I will say that. But, uh, you know, I, I take precautions every day to get myself in that place. And I can teach from my mistakes in the program, or not, not even mistakes, but just the, the, the struggles I had that I can now teach from. Um, but it's really about getting your energy under control. So, you know, first that we're not taking other people's energy, which is a very empathic thing. You know, we, we think that we're the, you know, the victims of energy vampires and to a degree we are. But the truth is, is we spread our auras out so far to read the room all the time that we're letting people in our energy fields. <laughs> so yeah. um, learning, learning to master that and pull it in. And um, it's important, especially if you want to work in, you know, in the healing arts, you know, knowing, knowing how to direct energy and, you know, just be with yourself say it's important so yeah. yeah absolutely i think that's something people when they first start it gets to be i mean you got everything coming in when you're really opening yourself up everything comes in and to know and to understand to put those boundaries up to to have that up that's 
and put those intentions out there of what you want to work with. That's that's key to to any of this stuff to begin with. And knowing that because when it first starts, it can be overwhelming. It can be fearful because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's coming in. You don't understand it. So having those those boundaries, those set points to start from is so important. And then you also talked, as you continue to go forward, you're always going to be learning. And that's something for me, I tell people, I'm going to be learning till the day I die. And I'm excited to do it because it's always changing. And we are always growing and changing. And I, I love the fact where you had said that, you know, you're always going to keep learning and you, everyone should, it's not like you get to one level and you just stop it. Once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> and as you've gone through and have changed, so they want me to back up to something. When you talked about the addictions and going through the addictions and then working on releasing them where when you had a setback and then you went forward and, and kept going how was that was it was the second like when you had the first setback and then you like six months later you went in the program was it easier for you to work your way through that second that that setback that then you opened yourself up the rest of the way than it had been earlier I will have to say it got a lot easier once I started the program and started really digging into the concept of shame, right? So shame is that, you know, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like the revolving door, you know, it's just, you know, the continuous circle, you know, it's like that just constant, it just keeps coming over and over. It's a cycle, it's a pattern. Um, and that, that, that shame is was for me personally what seemed to keep me in those cycles of addiction um i always said that you know like being in that cycle was like you know that of a phoenix being returned to the fire only to be reborn from the ashes with a amnesia of the lesson it learned the day before um that's what it felt like you know and then you know, I'd relapse and there'd be shame, you know, just like, you know, cause I really wanted the change, you know, I'd like, I don't understand why I can't get it, you know, but uh, once I started digging into shame and then going back and doing, you know, the, the, the work, you know, like going back to, to childhood and where this all stuff comes from, you know, so much of it comes from the ages of zero to seven, you know, so much of it, not all of it, you know, but so much of the work that we end up doing is tapping back into the magic of that kid. But to do that, we have to help heal that inner child. And that, uh, that takes the work on the adult end, but you know, it's a lot of fun on the other side. And I love having a minor child with me. He's here today. If you can't see him. <laughs> I love that. It's, it. you know, that I think that's the one thing when you said you have him with you today, it's, it's that you can relive that inner child you can have that child have the childhood you wanted by just having them join you today having them come with you today have them experience everything you're doing now how fun is that it's like someone who's taking all the time with you that you maybe didn't have given to you when you were younger and that supportive person in your life that you might have not have had when you were younger so I think it's awesome and welcome little jd <laughs> <laughs> he says hi <laughs> but you can probably see him 
I, I love the I love the interaction and and to have that ability to bring that inner child. I think every this is something everyone should be doing is having that inner child with you, especially on the things where you're doing accomplishments and maybe things you maybe thought you wouldn't be able to do in the future or never thought you were capable of. And to be able to have that success and have them with you is so important, so important as we go forward. And yeah. they, they want me to talk about, like you had talked about shame. A lot of us feel shame, shame with, I should have known better. I should have done it different. I should have done this. And, and to move through and know that everyone's allowed mistakes everyone's allowed and they they're so my team is kind of changing it up they said they'd really like us to get rid of the word mistake and instead look at it as growing opportunities mm -hmm. nothing is a mistake they're only growing opportunities and just when you look at it that way the lightness in your heart and the words of it are much lighter than shame so as we continue to go forward with ourselves and with you, has the, they're calling it, has the growing opportunities lessened for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> they're just different. <laughs> you know, you know, like, opportunity every day. That's, that's the, that's the fun part of it, right? Like, you know, um, one of the things my teacher taught myself into all the things that I feared, right? And knowing that uh, there's going to be many growing opportunities <laughs> from here on out. And, uh, but that's it's the ability to create new, um, to, to break these chains that I, you know, some of them weren't even my chains, you know, some of these are societal chains of telling us, uh, you know, how we're supposed to live, how we're supposed to think, what we're supposed to believe, what I'm supposed to eat. You know, I, uh, I, I've always liked to do my own thing. Um, and I, I'm finding that is, you know, beneficial, but at the same time, I'm co-creating with spirit. I'm co-creating with other people, like-minded people that also kind of bought the rules a little bit, right? Like we, you know, there, there's a lot of us that just kind of see things a little bit differently. And it's not that I don't appreciate or love people that are, are happy, you know, like if you're happy, do what you do, you, you you know, like, I think that's the ultimate life purpose. Be happy, right? I just, uh, you know, I, I'm i on a quest for truth. I'm on a quest for light. I'm on a quest for love. And that's, you know, that's gonna, it's it's the hero's journey, right? I mean, I think we, that's what I embraced in life. Um, I, I don't really think I have a choice at this point. You know, I don't know what your team says, but my team just keeps keep, like, keep going, try new stuff. So that's what we're doing. Um you know, and it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, and it's maddening sometimes, but, you know, I got, I got the tools in the box now to, to, you know, help me, you know, kind of, you know, still my mind or, you know, practice the presence and, you know, get out of the monkey mind. Uh, so, and that's, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, and I've, I've cut a lot of the things out of my life that I didn't need anymore. You know, I'm, I, you know, I don't watch the news because I don't know what's going on but i've noticed not after not watching it for six years my life has only changed for the better i don't know what's going on out there but uh you know learning learning to work within 
you know, my realm, right? Like my circle of influence versus my circle of interest, you know, finding what overlaps. And if, yeah, you know, we all have these grandiose ideas of changing the world, but, you know, I'm trying to do it one person at a time, you know, or groups of people at a time at all. You know, it depends on the day, right? Sometimes it's just seeing a cashier and saying a kind word, you know, it's, it's just, you know, what we do. <laughs> I love, I love that part of it of saying, changing the world one person at a time one yourself at a time your own personal world where you can make the impact i think that's so key for people to understand sometimes the it doesn't have to be as we consider a big thing i have to be on stage to do this i have to you know be there to do it i have to be working with you know 10,000 people Instead, it's like, what can I do with the people around me, with the people who are drawn to me? What can I what can I help with there? What can I offer there? And I think that's something people forget about is what can you do in your own circle, in your own being? And I've just got to say, not watching the news is a really good aspect. That's great and for great advice for anyone, <laughs> because the news is full of fear. It's full of uh, definitely not hope. Uh, there's, there's all fear and it's, it's trying to embed that in you. So step out of the news. <laughs> and as you've gone forward and stepping out of that and really working on you and affecting the people around you, there's, there's a lot of people that don't feel that doing that smile to the cashier or talking to the cashier makes as much of an impact as talking to a group of people what do you say to them i say think about the person that smiled to you when you were having a rough day did it change the way you felt i i say you know you know one of the one of the things we work on is accepting love right you know um you know we, we show so much love to each other that goes unrecognized in this world you know um simple highs, uh, simple hi, how, how are you? Um, you know, the, the smile, the nod, you know, these are all just little, little pieces of love, right? We just don't recognize it as love or we treat it as a transaction. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's so much, you know, there's so much love going on in the world, but, you know, there's also so much fear, you know, coming out of COVID, uh, but, but, you know, for a long time on this planet, right. It's, it's been a fear ruled planet for a long time. Absolutely. I, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's how, it's how the powers to be, you know, keep us moving as chess pieces. I think, you know, it's my personal belief. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think that love helps conquer that fear, you know, when, you know, we love and acceptance for what is right. It's uh you know, you know, love is, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's something people forget is love is so much deeper and has so much behind it. If you're willing to open yourself up for it, if you're willing to see it, a lot of people don't even re recognize that, oh, someone just smiled at me or someone just waved at me because they're so busy with everything going on to take that moment and to do it to others. I think that's something key to make sure, you know, when you're out, if you're feeling like, oh, I'd like to give that person a wave or a smile or.
And, and now you have that little JD with you as you're working with him. How did you start working with him? And what was it like to, to open yourself up to recognizing you can work with him? Uh, so for me, it was also, you know, like I got so much of my start in guided meditations, you know, um, using stimulants for so long, there was so much white noise going on in my head, you know, um, that I, I found guided meditations to be really helpful. So I, I started building a relationship with my inner child in guided meditation. Um, then I would start you know, bringing him out more, you know, like when I was playing music. Right. And then, you know, I would bring him out when I was, you know, like at the time I was operating machinery. So I would bring, I was like, how cool is this that we can do this dude? Like we didn't even dream that we were going to do anything. Right. You know, and you know, and then I would, you know, as, as I started building that, as I started building that relationship with him, I started to bring him around my parents, you know, cause as the inner child, you know, there was a lot of trauma around the, our parents, you know, it's nothing on them, you know, like everybody's on their own journey. Right. And we're all, they've, they've done so much of the healing process in their, in their years now, but uh, as a child, they were still very much going through their own things. Um, so, you know, I started bringing my inner child out and around them and showing them that it was safe um, mm -hmm. and, and letting them know that it was safe. Right. Cause it's really about it, the inner child not feeling safe. So, and then I do ridiculous stuff, right? Like, you know, like when I'm getting down now and I need to re-energize, I have an inner child day. I just had one yesterday with Cassie and, you know, and, you know, like I, I'll just go to the arcade. I, I do, you know, at, at 38 years of age, I was just like, what would my little dude like to do? You know, so I go to an arcade and we just go hit Dance Dance Revolution and play games that we never had enough quarters to beat, you know, because we do now. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. You know, yeah, I mean it's you know that's that's a very individualized process. It's it that's how it connects for me. You know that's how I connect. I I love the fact that you said that you brought your inner child along with when you went to go see your parents and and with the people that you maybe didn't feel when you didn't feel safe or supported at the time to bring your inner child with you, having that support in you and knowing it's safe. I think that is so key for people. And that's something I hadn't heard it done that way before. I, I am very much a fan of it now. <laughs> and so as you're doing that and then doing the inner child days, I think that's so important for people. That's, that's one thing I always love to do is if I'm going to do something special or just go do something different and just bring your inner child along and I would stop for ice cream. And so I love that you went to the arcade and then got all the quarters you could. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's really important for spiritual practitioners. I work with a lot of spiritual practitioners that are, you know, looking at different concepts or growing themselves in different ways, but you know, burnout is so high among spiritual practitioners because you know, we go from empath, which we're already the knight in shining armor, martyr syndrome, right? Like in the beginning or, you know, some all the way through it. Um, we don't recognize burnout. And then we're, we're just functioning on low batteries for a long period of time. So um, that, that inner child work is how I recharge. Um, I, I know I know when my energetic meter is hitting low and I'm like, all right, 
all right, time to time to, you know, get out and you know, just have some fun. Go get, like you said, go get an ice cream. I take the kids, you know, like I'll spend time with kids. Right. And that'll help too. Um, you know, all, all those things, but the inner child work is such a huge piece of the work. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it, uh, is just for the addiction purposes, but I will tell you, it was, um, definitely a cornerstone of my work through addictions and in the energetic and, you know, spiritual training for me, um, the inner, that, that, that has been one of the key, key points of my foundation work. Think you have to do it a certain way or, or do it like someone else did it instead embrace. How would you want your childhood to be? If you could, if you were now the parent or the, the favorite uncle or aunt, what would you do with that child and and treat the day as such? So that's something I think is key for people to realize it's going to be different for everyone. Don't think it has to be the same as everyone else. That's and that brings me to the judgment. So how did you and how are you working yourself or how have you worked yourself through the idea of judgment on yourself or judgment of others? Or shame. This was, said. <laughs> this was one of the hardest ones for me. Um, judgment was one of the the hardest ones for me um, because I, you know, being you know reasonably intelligent, also being extremely manipulative during my you know amusing um, years, I really started seeing less of people, if that makes any sense. I didn't see them for who they were. So judgment was one of the hardest lessons for me. Um, you know, it, it was, I, I started, you know, monitoring how often I was judging somebody and I went nuts all over again for a while. I mean, like this was, you know, this, and this has been an ongoing process. I mean, like, it's not something that I'm completely done with at this point, you know, like I still catch myself. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very much aware of it now and I'm very good at changing the channel into what I appreciate about this person. Um, it's, it's much different. And, you know, like they, you know, in the spiritual community, they talk about mirrors a lot. Like, you know, what we see in others is what a reflection of ourself. Well, I don't ascertain that that's an, a truth all the time. I will say when you look at it through that lens, it is beneficial in getting through judgment of self and judgment of others, uh, specifically with others. But, um, you know, I don't think that it's always like that for the record, you know, like people have a way of tuning in on that and being like, well, you're just a mirror and this is that. And, you know, that's on you, not me. And, you know, like you'd be wary because that, that one is used as, as a tool. I've seen it used as a tool more than once. Um, <laughs> but you know, for the, for the most part, um, the judgment of self, that's, that's still a tough one. You know, like I'm a, you know, like I started studying Carl Jung, um, and his archetypes and the, the shadow work, you know, like when I was digging into shadow work and what it is, you know, obviously you go to, to the godfather of shadow work, Carl Jung, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, I was looking at the, uh, the, uh, the shadow archetypes and one of them was perfectionism. And that was, that was the one that tied in, you know, like I, you know, like once I started realizing how detrimental, you know, that perfectionism was within me, I was able to start just, you know, taking it a little bit easier on myself and realize, does it really matter if, you know, 
I didn't fold that piece of paper when I was six good enough. And maybe I wasn't great at origami. <laughs> like, does it really matter, you know, that I was five, six and I wasn't the highest leading scorer on my, you know, basketball team, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like I just, I stopped, you know, so I stopped caring about things, you know, um, it's weird. It's a weird part of the process, you know, for empaths. It almost seems like during it that we're turning into narcissists because we're, detaching from everybody else's stuff and our own stuff. So we feel this, it's just, it's a weird shift. It's a weird shift because, you know, like we want, it's like we got this piece or this sense of self or the self-worth from, you know, being that knight in shining armor for other people. But when we, we start detaching from the expectations of ourselves and others, it feels very cold for a bit. Uh, this was a, that was another tough one for me um, in this, in this path. Um, I think that's something yeah. people don't realize is, you know, a lot of the people, probably a lot of people listening, you're, you're the, the people who would give and always be there to give things. And, and the one that something, somebody needs something, you're the one they called on a lot of times. And then for you to say, you know, I, I have to step out of that role for myself, for my own heart, my own well-being, my own sanity. <laughs> and, and it does feel like, like you're detaching from everything. And it is, it is, a, it is a bit of a challenge, a bit of a journey going through that part of it, but then realizing you're there, you're now able to be detached from the people who were maybe using a lot of what you were doing. And instead mm -hmm. now being open to people who is going to be a lot more even give and take on things where it's an even exchange of energy where before you're realizing it was very off kilter <laughs> and and I think that that is it's a huge thing because then you're looking at yourself going, well, if I don't help them, then I'm not that person anymore. Then, I, you know, if you, you always have to help everybody, but it then you start learning you can help people, but only the people who it's going to be good for both of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's all part of setting those boundaries, right? Um, you know, I recently had a, a friend come back into my life, you know, I, we had to separate for a couple of years, you know, and the truth is, I, you know, like I, I would, I would pray for him, you know, I would, I would, I would ask my angels for help. Um, but, and it was hard, you know, like he was going through his stages of addiction and he wasn't giving in, um, you know, it was, you know, no, no, there was no judgment. I just, it was like, I have to do this for me. And I just cut ties and I didn't feel ashamed or guilty about it. Um, nice. But he went, recently went through an awakening of his own. And now, you know, like we're, it's like we're back on the same frequency again. And uh, it's, uh, it's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful to see someone with, you know, such a similar mind. You know, we're always very connected, um, you know, in our using days to, to see that cycle into the other side of it. But realizing that had I, you know, still managed to hold on to, you know, that constant, you know, that drama, right. It's a lot of, it's so much drama. People just like, there's, there's just people that want to live in that drama or they're just not ready to break the cycle just yet. Um, you know, and we can get wrapped up in that. That's, that's what I did. Right. And, you know, it was a resistance to doing my own inner work, which was the fun point of learning is that all yes. that stuff that I was helping others was a resistance to me doing my own work. I thought <laughs> I was out here saving the world, you know, my superhero cape. But the uh, truth is I was just resisting doing my own inner work on a deeper level. So, um, but 
you know, uh, sometimes the greatest thing we can do is let go of what's not serving us. And that it, it truly does not mean what isn't meant for you won't come back around um, at all. It, it just means that you're doing yourself a service and you're probably doing that person a service, even though it doesn't feel like it, especially in the beginning. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that, because a lot of times we feel like if we just stay in their lives a little longer, we can help them see what it is. And sometimes they just need someone else to show them and it's night might not be you. And to, I love how you said, you know, you love them and you, and you, and you think of them, you send prayers, but knowing they're on their own path and then you're giving them the opportunity to grow. And otherwise, if they're next to you, you won't give them that opportunity as much as you feel like you're the one that can fix it all. Sometimes it needs someone else. And to be able to step back, that's that's key. That's key. And they and a lot of a lot of times they will come back in your life, but they're in a different energetic state. And then it's so much more fun. And I it sounds like you're having a lot more fun together now and with this new journey that you're both creating. And as as you both so both of you are kind of coming out of the, the addiction part of it. Have you found that the more you're connected to the those to all that energy on the other side, has it been more of dissipating some of those addiction aspects? I, you know, I, I I'm weird in my recovery. Uh, you know, everybody's past different. I didn't really do the 12 steps so much. I don't go to meetings because the energy of the meetings, I, I leave with feelings of wanting to relapse. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't do those types of things. I don't count how long I've been sober. I just am right. I'm just, you know, it's, I try not to, you know, it's not that it's not part of my identity because it's a place where I teach from, but it's, it's, that's all it is now. You know, like I don't have that as like Josh Radwin, former addict, former alcoholic, you know, it's just a, you know, a, a tool now that I can use to teach from and the wisdom that I gained from that place. Um, but, you know, the energy does dissipate it because I got so many good things going on, right? Like I, I got my mind back. I got, you know, it doesn't mean there's not hard days and there are like more more um, obstacles to, you know, see past uh, and uh, the ability to to create what I desire. But it's, you know, it, it, it dissipates a lot of that desire for, you know, altering my state of mind. Um, I am... Uh, a proponent of plant medicine myself. I am, I will say that was a, a, a major part of my recovery. I, if, you know, I, I traveled to Texas to work with shamans, you know, that work with the frog medicine, the, the Cambo, the Bufo. Um, these were all, all tools that were, were great in my process as well. I'm, you know, it's, uh, there's many paths, there's just many paths. Get out there and explore, you know, follow your intuition. You know, that's what I, I tell people, like, what do you, what do you want? What, what resonates with you? What's popping up on your radar? Follow that. It's probably a reason, right? <laughs> that's, that's one thing I love. And I, there's one part you said in there where you just said, you know, I don't keep track of how long or whatever. I just am. And I think that's so key for people. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to know you are changing who you are totally changing who you are you are someone different and to not worry about who you were and that also goes back into the judgment don't judge who you were and instead look at who you are and where who you're going to be where you want to go 
And I think some, so many people, we hold ourselves in past judgment. And as far as judgment, do you feel your, because you're, you're working your way through, are you feeling the judgment you had on yourself releasing and leaving? More than ever. It's not gone all the way yet. Uh, you know, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm still working through my shadow side of the perfectionism, which really is a, a judgment based, um, but it's, it's, it's better, you know, like I'm, I'm mindful of it. I can laugh at myself when I pick up that I've been in my head for two hours. I'm like, okay, come on now. You know, <laughs> like we know better, but you know, it used to be three, four days, right? Like I could just lock on a thought, you know, um, you know, or what, what was, you know, upsetting me, you know, could just completely take over my being. So, um, and it, usually that turns to judgment, right? Like I, it's, it's that judgment of self or judgment of others, but you know, the, the two were intertwined. Um, but the, the judging myself has, has gotten a lot better, you know, and it's, it's a huge part of that process. It's, you know, just becoming aware of it, right? It's, it's, it's hard because we live so much of our lives in our head, right? We don't even realize what's going on up there. Like, seriously, write down whatever comes to your mind for 30 minutes. It, it's a freaking circus up there, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what everybody else's mind is like, but I will tell you, you know, I'm like, what was that about? You know, like I'll, I'll sit in meditation sometimes, not able to completely clear and get there. And I'm like, what was any of that? Like, what was that? I, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> like none of that, any bearing on what's going on in life right now. Um, but it, you know, that's, it's, it's part of the process of learning stillness, you know, um, you know, the, the other piece I I'm getting told to talk about is meditation, right? Like it's the, it's the big, it's the big word that has so many photos on Facebook or, you know, YouTube, you know, like everybody's got to be legs crossed and Dion Mudra and you gotta, you know, like I'm a beautiful soul and I'm doing the breath and it ain't me. That's not how I do it. You know, I will roll right into the fetal position. I will put a sleeping mask on and I will throw on some tunes. Um, I will go outside. I will hang out with my chickens. You know, I will, you know, just walk barefoot. I will just sit and look at the moon, look at the sun. These things are all meditation. You know, don't get so wrapped up that you have to be, you know, one of these, you know, quintessential pictures of what, of what you, what you see. Meditation is, there's many forms of it. And, you know, uh, th it was one of the big blocks. It was like, I'll never be able to meditate. And then I realized Every time I drive to work, it's a meditation, you know, uh, you know, like listening to my songs and just, you know, being in gratitude and being present in the moment. That's a meditation. Simply petting the cat and just really being with me and the cat, just petting the cat and just being that's all I'm thinking about. Right. And it's it's great. You know, it, 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 there's just and it's it's different for everybody. And I, I explored a lot of different ways until I figured out that all of it was a form of meditation. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad you brought it up because I was just going to ask, like, what are you doing for meditations? You were doing and you were sitting in meditation for a lot. And to know it can be whatever you want it to be. And I agree. When I first started, I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to ever be able to meditate because that's not me. My mind's going 100 miles an hour and all the crazy that's in your head, like you talked about. And it's like, how is that yeah. going to work? <laughs> but being okay with, like you said, walking outside or just 
listening and really, really listening and getting into the music of a song and, and then opening yourself up. That's, it's all meditation. And for people not to judge, judge themselves according to all those social media <laughs> pictures that are out there and just enjoy the journey of it, really enjoy the journey of it. And I think that's so key for people. And I'm glad you brought it up because I was, I was going there. <laughs> Yeah, just try getting off your phone for 45 minutes or a day, 45 minutes to half a day. See what happens, right? Just just put your phone away. You know, like we we are in this age of instant gratification and it it's got to be harder now to meditate than in any time, you know, than in, in, in any time. You know, like we have this. You know, we you know, and this ties in with the addiction pieces, you know, like we have it, whatever we want at our fingertips, you know, like, but we're confusing knowledge with wisdom, you know, to me, knowledge is being able to recite something. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Um, and I love that. <laughs> you know, I just, that came in meditation a couple of weeks ago. I've been using it all the last couple of weeks because um, it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, it is, right? Maybe maybe a thousand years from now I'll be in somebody's quote book. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's you know, we 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 have all this information and we you know the uh feigned connection, right? Like we're we're struggling as a as a as a society, as a collective to actually connect with anymore. You know, we we have really farmed out a lot of it to tech and I I, I will tell you there's a difference when I'm out in public teaching a room as, as opposed to, you know, being over my phone and, and, and it's just different, right? The energy of it is, is different. It's more, it's just more, it's not saying that, you know, you can't do both ways, but I'm, I'm there's just something better about the hands-on to me. And uh, you know, it's COVID really shut us down in a weird way. It threw us into a worldwide hermit stage, <laughs> but it helped wake a lot of people up. <laughs> um Absolutely. so but uh you know I getting think, out and connecting go i think that's something important to know is you know when everything kind of got shut down in the world to know it was a way for us to connect to connect differently and for people to wake up and find there is a new way to communicate a new way to connect with people all around the world and i think that's the hermit stage yeah people started reevaluating people really started looking at themselves and going what's serving me and what doesn't and using that that knowledge and turning it into wisdom i think is something that was definitely used during this time and is still being used which is so so good to see i love seeing that and so as you've been working with people working and you started doing also an energy scan. So what is the energy scan? So uh, the energy scan process is, so I, I go through the chakra system. I can, you know, it's like, ener I consider myself an energetic electrician. I like that. So what, I, what I'm doing is uh <laughs> when when somebody you know is stuck or you know like so I, I should tell you the process of how it led up into this i did what most people do when they start on the energy healing path i started with reiki right i started with reiki but i i realized that you know i could help people get energy moving as a conduit but unless they 
you know, started working on the psychological aspect of what created this energy block in the first place that I was just treading water. And, uh, you know, my joke is, uh, you know, the best service I could ever give you is if I never have to see you again, <laughs> right? Like, I, I want you to be able to do this yourself. And, you know, so so the, the energy scan process is, you know, like I, I'm going through all the chakras. I'm going through the crown and I'm looking at blocks, you know, in the, you know, the connection to source, you know, looking for different abilities in there. I'm, you know, on the third eye, I'm looking for your ability to transmit and receive from the Akashic, you know, going to the throat. I'm looking for the way you speak yourself into the word world uh, in the heart. I'm seeing how open you are to receive, you know, how giving the heart is solar plexus. This is where it gets pretty messed up. <laughs> you know, we're looking at the power the will identity, the inner child, um, you know, in the sacral, we're looking at sexuality, sensuality, creativity, um, and blocks related to all this. And in the, the root, we're looking at a lot of the fears and insecurities that we carry around. That's, you know, stopping this, you know, flow from coming in and out. So um, I go in there and, you know, look, look for the blocks in there. And usually there's between 12 to 15 blocks, but they're all tied into two or three themes. And that's what we try to do is, you know, I'm just testing different areas to see what's going on. And then, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we come up with the themes. So, that's uh that's that's the process and i think there's a lot of people out there that like to like see some of the stuff you're doing or understand what you're doing at a deeper level and for them to know it, it's all it's all tools it's all processes to get you where you need to be whatever is needed for you because you also you do like um you have the numerology report angel readings uh, the energy scan the shamanic healing and then uh, clarity with all of that. And as you've, so you've done the angel course and you, you wrote up the angel course, you and I believe your fiance together wrote up the angel course. And how did that come about? And what are the angels and you, what is kind of like your goal or your outcome or what are you hoping to accomplish or, or to show people with this class? So, you know, the, the goal is to help people identify their own spiritual and energy center wounds, their own psychological wounds. So, you know, like as we so each week we're going to work with one chakra and one angel. So as we're, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the angel, but I'm not really going to get into a lot of the world history about it because I don't really want to cloud the mind with that. Right. It's about connecting to that angel's energy. Right. I don't I don't want the the mind creating a bunch of stuff. I want I want people to lock in on 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 the energy and the, the connection with that angel. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that angel. and I'll talk about my story a little bit. On, on how I connected with it and how Cassie connected with it. And then, you know, we're, we're going to talk about why we're working with that angel when we describe that specific energy center. So, you know, like we're, you know, I'll give you a little brief overview. So week one, we're going to be working with Archangel Michael in regards to the root chakra and fears. So we're going to, we're going to work on fears because Michael is the angel of protection. So great one to work with when it comes to fears. So we're going to identify those fears and figure out how to work with within that. And, you know, so you know, we're going to spend, you know, half hour to 45 minutes talking about those two topics and tying those together. And then I actually, you know, my, my cousin, Zach, um, he's a graduate of Madison Media Institute, excellent musician. You know, one of the, one of the things I've always had trouble with, I've studied frequency music and frequency healing. 
I wanted to bring in frequency music to do the shamanic journey. So we're going to take everybody on a shamanic journey, guided meditation, more of a guided meditation than a shamanic journey, but they're kind of close in what they are to a degree. So um, we're going to take people on this, on this, on this journey to, to meet with the angel. And I wanted music that was authentic, you know, like we pull up stuff on YouTube, but we're like, is that really the frequency? And me personally, I'm not a musician who can, you know, or, you know, do, I don't, I don't know electronics and music that well in that regard. So, you know, I, I, I hired my cousin to create all of these meditations specifically for these classes because I wanted to make sure the frequency I was working with matched the healing that I was going for in that specific chakra. So I wanted it to be authentic. So that's the, uh, that's, I, you know, it's, it's worth it to me. And I test all this stuff on myself. Anything I've ever taught, I've taught from my, you know, I am the first one to try it. If I haven't tried it, I'll try it before I recommend it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Being able to try it yourself. And the thing is, it's you going through it. You have that, that, as you're create as you've been creating this class, you've had the ability to go through it and really feel how it is for the people. Because I just keep hearing with you, it's it's a lot of feeling, having that feeling of how how it is for other people. Just that that feeling of love, that feeling of, of knowing everything's good with this one. And they're saying that that's so key for people to step into that feeling that you're helping people to really step into it, to really understand it at a deeper level. So I'm, I'm super excited. I'm sure people are going to be excited to have be part of your class and to be part of that under deeper understanding that you're bringing to this because everyone's vibration and frequency is different and you're bringing a very unique frequency <laughs> to this. That's going to be helping so many people because everyone's different and it should be. And a lot of people that felt different a lot of times didn't feel like they had a place to go. It feels like yours is a place to go, a place to call home. So they're very excited. I, I just feel such excitement for people that are going to be joining your classes and doing that. And as you've been doing this, you've had a, a winding path with knowledge and, and a lot of different experiences. Looking back on yourself now, do you see the the positives of having that winding path versus just a straight path doing it a certain way? Absolutely. Um, you know, like I think I'm able to connect with a multitude of people because I've traveled a lot of different paths, you know. Um, you know, I... I in the beginning, I, I, you know, there's, there's a, there's a wisdom and a skill and a gift that comes from not knowing who you are for a long time, because you, you know, like, it doesn't seem like that, but that's what the shadow work brings out. You know, like we find, we discover these, these skills within our, the, the darkness, you know, and one of those is I've, I was able to connect with anybody throughout my life. You know, I, I felt like I could be a part of any group. So, you know, now that I'm not using that for manipulative purposes, you know, like I still, you know, like I'm authentically me, but I can also meet people on their level, right? Like I can, I can meet them where they, where they need to be or where they're at, you know, and uh, help them get to where they want to be. And if they don't want to be anywhere, I can meet them there too, 
you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, like if you're happy, stay happy. That's my, kind of thing, you know, like, just, you know, <laughs> I think that's important for, you know, for people to realize, just be happy where you're at to be, to be okay with where you're at and just, and go, I'm just going to keep learning more versus coming down on yourself because I'm not here where everybody says I should be. I'm not here, but instead be okay with where you're at and know your path is going to be different. Embrace that. And by that different path, the people you're going to reach because of it is it's astronomical. If you give yourself the credit and the chance to be different, to come there on a unique journey. And I think that's, that's important for people to realize as you've, so you started the awakening process, you said in 2017. So what, what actually happened then? I mean, you were doing your time, doing, using, doing the other stuff, but what was it that happened to come in that was just like, wow. Well, you know, um, you know, so it's hard to pinpoint any one time, but, you know, you know, like in native cultures, they do, you know, um, vision quests mm -hmm. and using stimulants as heavy as I was, you know, like I, I was constantly not sleeping for three days, five days, seven days, you know, and like I said, it's not a, an approach I recommend. Um, but, you know, like I was I was probably four to five months into really going to this next level of of my use and it was you know that's what that's what caused it right like i just i started seeing things i started hearing things and you know i just i i had always been like that though you know like i i had used earlier in my life pretty heavily and i had put it away for many years um but this this the second second time around um, I couldn't put it away. And I, and the, the messages were far clearer, right? Like I needed to do some serious changing in my life. Um, so it was, it was that, you know, it's realizing that everything couldn't be fake, right? Like, and it was, it was hard because, you know, like, you know, there is, you know, like psychology will will write this off as, you know, a stimulant based psychosis. And to do agree to a degree, I will admit that absolutely happened during certain stages of this. But I'm able to dissect what was an awakening and what was an absolute, you know, spiritual experience. Right. And, you know, it, it happened over and over and over again. But I've also had some beautiful experiences, too, you know, since then, you know, like I've, I've just had some pretty profound experiences in nature, you know, sober, you know, like seeing the connection, our connection with animals. And for me in particular, you know, like the avian, you know, community, you know, like I have so much love for birds and from birds and just seeing how they communicate with us and how animals communicate with us. It's, uh, you know, once I started seeing how all of that is connected, you know, it, it started to become, less overwhelming you know <laughs> um, when i started realizing that when i started seeing the signs in animals and the signs you know like in in accordance or in correlation with the signs you know like the numbers the angel numbers the repeating numbers the license plates you know like that stuff i was like in my in, in the monkey mind and the the ptsd you know dark night of the soul brain i'm like ah, i'm just a government experiment they're out here screwing with me you know like of course everybody's in on it 
But I'm like, they're not flying birds at me constantly, right? Like, it's, a, it's the fourth eagle I've seen on this drive. You know, like, that's not normal, <laughs> you know? So, you know, once I started to to ease ease off of, of that, you know, it's uh, that, that was, you know, but that was all part of the awakening. And it all came, it always came so fast. Um, very seldom any part of my awakening was, like smooth, but that's why I, I, I coach the way I do, you know, you can transition people into that easier, right? You know, like if people want to learn their path, they really felt like they've always had a purpose here. There's something that they want to do, you know, come talk to me, um, you know, because we can start digging in, in into that work um, and we can make it a lot easier than what I've talked about on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you talk to Angela, she can make it a lot easier too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I gotta say, it's funny when you said, you know, you can have a lot easier path. That's what we're here for. I told you, <laughs> so much easier you could have a path. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, know I, you don't have I, to take the hard way. <laughs> and I, I think that's the coolest thing is you don't have to take the hard way. If you want to, you absolutely can. <laughs> But yeah. you can't can take the easier path. <laughs> and I think take that's, the easier path. I think that's the cool thing is both of us and, and with both of us is, you know, a lot of we we've been to a lot of different places. We've been to those dark spaces. And here's a way to do it in an easier way. Here's a way to kind of bypass, to take the shortcut, if you might. <laughs> But it's yeah. still in a way that's serving you. Your soul is learning everything that needs to to know without having to do the exact, you know, t the exact yeah. ways we did. So I think it's awesome for people to realize we're all human. We all do things where we're always growing, always learning. And we're not the perfect because the perfectionism for me was something that kind of stopped me a lot of times from even starting mm -hmm. because I didn't want to do anything that wasn't exactly perfect. And now I'm release, releasing that part of it now. So now it is what it is. And you're going to just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> it's hard as a psychic, right? Because you, you know, you have, you know, this gift. And in the beginning, you know, you just want to give people the messages that are going to help them the most. But you're so like, what if it's not the right message? Am I going to screw this up? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, a, you know, like a, I got pretty good reviews, but you know, like, you know, like it, it, when you question it, it actually lessens that connection, right? So, um, you know, the less you can question it and just allow it to flow, um, you know, that that'll that'll help a lot and help me a lot. Um, it's, but, it's that learning you know, I, to I, trust I, yourself. You know, it's that learning to trust yourself. I think is so important, but it's it's a journey. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't doesn't change. Yeah, I mean, it gets easier, you know, like like you said, you know, the, the farther we get on to the journey on down the path, you know, with the more tools we got in our bag to kind of kind of see what's going on. You know, we kind of start to see some of the patterns that show up and in, in life. And, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't get side swipe sometimes. And what was that? I was not <laughs> that was that was not on the menu. <laughs> like, what, what was that? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, you know, we, we, we all get it, but we, we can sit with ourselves and, and, you know, between our, you know, ourselves and our spirit teams and, you know, our angels, our guides, we are, we are able to, you know, work our, work our way through it, you know, and that, that's a place that's also where we teach from, right? You know, it's like, we, we've been there too, you know, and we all go through there. Right? I tell everybody that the best teachers I've ever had 
are the ones that are vulnerable. You know, like I, you know, go on some of these platforms and everyone's like, you know, you know, like, hello, you know, it's, it's another beautiful day. You know, like we're in the third trimester of the fourth equinox and there's a flare coming today. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't know, you know, like I'm just having a rough day. Right. Like that's good enough for me. Like, I'm, I don't know what's going on. And I, I, I just, it's not a, not a judgment, but it's, you know, the, the people I work with, they just generally don't care. <laughs> right. You know, they, they, you know, it's uh the best people are vulnerable about their vulnerability, like the things that they're still going through, right? We have this tendency to put teachers on pedestals and to a degree, you know, we hold space, but I'm not teaching from where I'm at. I'm teaching to where you're at. It's, it's, it's different, right? So, you know, what I'm going through is different, but I've been here, you know, and I can help with that. But I'm also going through my own process repeatedly too, you know, because I'm forcing myself so I can continue to teach from it. And, you know, the best teachers are the ones vulnerable about their story because they can teach you from the hardships they had in learning the lessons. Right. Absolutely. And it's and it's knowing we're all growing. We're all learning. And like you said, you know, teachers, I, I, I it's like you shouldn't really be on a pedestal either. And and a lot of times yeah. it's, it's not that you're here or there. It's just that you've learned past this so you're the teacher so that they can be here and then you're learning and it's going to continue as you continue it's not that you're higher or anything like that right. you've gone through the lessons and now you're teaching those lessons to others so theirs can be a little easier than yours was <laughs> and we're helping each other out like i learn from every every single person that i talk to you know, like, you know, there, there are things that come up in coaching. I'm like, wow, that is a great insight. I thank you. <laughs> like you just helped me add a tool to my bag that I didn't have. You know, that, that's the beauty of it. You know, it's, you know, we're all students and teachers. We're all students and teachers. And we can see it like that. We can open ourselves up to all this beautiful information and, you know, stay out of our ego. When we, when we can stay out of the ego as teachers and just remind ourselves that we're also learning, you know, as we're, as we're going through this process, it's just beautiful because it just opens everything right up. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, and you never know what you're going to learn. And I learn so much in this, in the sessions when I'm working with people, because, you know, that other side, they're giving information and I'm like, oh, that's a really good way of looking at it, you know? So we're learning. And, and a lot of times we as teachers learn by working with people because a lot of times this is a lot of our time. And so it has to come from those we're working with also. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I just want to say, is, is there anything else you want to bring up, JD, before we close this episode? You know, if there's anybody that just happens upon this when they see the word addiction, you know, just know you're not alone. Um, you know, I know that it gets rough out there on that path. Get some help. There's a there's a lot of earth angels in this world. You know, open open your open your heart to to receive some of the love that the universe has to offer because it's all around you. All you got to do is ask. You know, um, there's 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 good people in this world and they're all around us. You know, and and don't don't be ashamed of your story. You know, we, we all got one, you know, nobody's perfect. We're, we're out here, we're living, we're journeying. And, uh, I'm, I'm proof that you can get to the other side and do some great things with the, with the wisdom of what you learned over there. So, you know, just be kind to yourself and get help because it's, uh, you know, 
don't be afraid. I love that. And thank you for sharing that with people because I think it's so important for people to know we're all here, we're all learning and not to judge yourself as you go through it. That is so important. So, and to know there's help, there's people out there. It's just, if you're, when you're ready to reach out, they're there. I love that. And you're changing, everyone's changing. I'm changing in every single day. Allow yourself to change. And I am so happy that I got a chance to meet you, JD, and to have you on here because it was so fun to meet you and talk with you. And it's like to share your story and to share who you are and share who you who you were, who you are, and who you will become, I think is such a treat for me. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it greatly. Thank you. I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, the you know talking with you um this is a really healing for me too you know so you're you're doing some beautiful things out in the world angela and uh you know i i you you have such a light on you that i saw the first time i i met you and i'm just uh i'm i'm honored to be here today oh well thank you so much jd i appreciate it greatly and that's that's one of the reasons i came up to talk to you or, and to talk to you also that day is i saw who you were and I and my team is like, you got to talk, <laughs> you got to see this guy. <laughs> so I was it was such a pleasure for me to meet you. And you are also meeting so many more people and helping so many people with who you are. So thank you. So I just want to say thank you again, JD, for coming here. Thank you for your time, sharing your knowledge, sharing who you are. And I want to like tell everyone please make sure to watch if you don't if you don't get a chance to watch this episode make sure to watch the next episode of edge talk radio on the first and third tuesdays of the month uh, and they're at 7 p.m central standard time but if you miss this episode live make sure to catch the replay and all with the past podcasts you can go on to the podcast you can listen they're downloadable on pretty much all of the the downloadable podcast abilities out there you can also watch the interview on my youtube channel angela zabel teacher coach medium and i just want to thank all of you for taking your time to listen expand and amplify our universe together thank you introducing carvana value tracker where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it it might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.